Hey guys, welcome to the Keeping It 99 podcast for episode three. Uh, we are here in uh, St. Moses and St. Mary's Abbey. It's a monastery, Coptic monastery in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. I'm obviously here with uh, Mina, my the the co-host, and our guest, whose name is also Mina, uh, Mina Hanna. He's uh, he's one of our um, uh, like leaders for like this age group at our church, and uh, so it's a uh, it's great to have you on here, man. It's great to be here, man. I, I watched your first tune. It's it's pretty awesome watching. So it's good to be on the other side of the camera at this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just gonna get started with because um, obviously here we, we are here in the monastery. We are inside of uh, St. Mary's Church. Uh, I don't know how much you guys can see behind us, but um, it's a really nice church. Um, so obviously you came here when you were in high school. Yeah, like that was our like that was so the first time I came was in middle school, and that was like a big group trip. Like everyone in middle school, boys and girls, was like forty plus people. We came, and then the year after I came ninth grade, and then I came tenth grade like two two times. I went spring break, and I went again in the summer, and then I came again like twenty seventeen. When uh, Father Nathaniel came after he got ordained, yeah. I came then, and then that was you know COVID and all that stuff happened, and you know this is my first time being back. So this is either my my fifth or my sixth time. So you know some some real good memories here, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, a lot of being real tired. Yeah. <laughs> but you know uh, this is the reason I came back. I love it here. So yeah, it's good to be back, and it's no, good it's, to be back yeah, with you all. Yeah, it's it's great to have you with us. Um, I feel like uh, obviously a lot of people that watch this um are not Coptic and they don't really know um about the Coptic life. And that's part of, part of this podcast is like exposing people to, you know, like this different culture and this different, you know, like it's a lifestyle really and this mm-hmm. different way of life. Um, so obviously while we're here, we're waking up at 4 a.m. every day. Right. And uh, it's currently, it's pretty late right now. It's like what, like 10.30 p.m. And so yeah, 10.05, yeah. So we're uh, we're running on, you know, low sleep because we just got, we got, we got here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we work today, physical yeah. labor. It's 97 degrees. <laughs> made some yeah. beds. 97 degrees. Basically. Nice and humid. Yeah, me and, yeah. me and, uh, me and one over here made some beds. What, yeah. what did you do for work? Uh, so I started out, I got it kind of easy in the beginning. I was in the bookstore in the AC, little um, stickers, organizing, whatever. And then uh, I had, to, then I left and we, like the bookstore closed at five or four. We didn't finish work till five. So I went to uh, the garden and helped some, some other guys plant cucumber seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like a, a part of it. It's just random tasks, but yeah. you know. You know, me and Munda made uh, made beds with Adam. <laughs> yeah, with Adam. Who's, yeah, who's not here right now? But uh, that that was that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an experience. <laughs> it was. Um, no, so obviously, uh, you know, waking up at four a.m. is very hard. Uh, we've only been here for one day, and it's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't wake up at four a.m. We'll go at five, but it's still. Um, I already know tomorrow's gonna be really tough, and the day after's gonna be really tough. Um, but you know, obviously, the monks that you know live here that reside here, they every single day. You know they're up at four a.m. and they're working um probably around six hours a day like physical labor right and they're doing their personal prayer and they're doing all this stuff and they have liturgy every day mm-hmm. and um obviously it's it's like it's it's a very hard very you know rigorous life and lifestyle and obviously since you've been here a lot you know I just I just wanted to know a little bit like how like like where like your per- I know obviously like when you come here it's for short periods of time so it's not like mm-hmm. you know nothing like elongated but like the times that you have come here like what were you what what did you like what did you take out of it from their lifestyle as in like life lessons or like disciplines like mm-hmm. like what things did you take out of it like in your many times coming here yeah so like I will say like I feel like everyone when they come for the first time they feel like uh, the extreme so like when you come here for the first time you either want to 
never leave or you cannot wait to go home and you're willing to pay any amount of money to get in the van and just whatever get back yeah. to your home uh, and you, you know it's for sure this life isn't for everyone that's why not everyone does it but i will say like uh, a good uh practice for me coming to and from so many times was to kind of find the middle ground between the extremes because i will say every time i came it wasn't just like you know it was it was either extreme it wasn't always like I, I can't wait to come back you know sometimes i would come and i'd be like dude i cannot wait to go home other times i'm like well you know if, if one two more whatever it might be so something i found to be real beneficial is we find the middle ground between the extremes you know so what can i take away from these people who for whatever reason personal to them they decided to sell everything they had uh you know live a life you know swearing to poverty wake up at four every day uh food's pretty good but you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know whatever it might be uh like sign up for manual labor and no pay and all this stuff what can i take away from them you know what's what's something that i can bring back when i go home and use it every day and i'll say something for me uh like personally is like this kind of uh number one like humbleness and kind of meekness i don't know if you guys know the word meekness like quietness so this kind of like humbleness and kind of coming like really down to earth just not really worrying about everything going around and uh you know like father daniel was giving us talk today and he's he said like uh he left um like he left and he's talking to his mom and he's saying like my goal my mind my like elevation is not about this it's about you know after this life it's not about this life it's about after this life so to kind of take these key aspects i feel like all of them are striving or do have and this constant like uh keeping your eye on the prize is something that you know is really important for anyone coming here like if you're going to come away with anything i think the best the best thing to come away with is keeping your eye on the prize that what happens in this life doesn't matter as much as what's happening in the next life yeah no i i mean i'd agree 100 percent. i feel like um like a big part of that, like honestly comes down like what you were saying like earlier, like the meekness. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the day that we've been here, it has been so quiet. And it's honestly, it's really relieving from like, you know, like coming from the outside world of just hustle and bustle and loud. Mm-hmm. And there's always something happening, and especially with like school and all that. And I've noticed like coming here, like even just my speech itself, just being around this place, I've been quieter. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been calmer and it's literally been like, uh, not even probably around 24 hours at this point yeah and it's it's honestly like like this morning we were having a discussion uh on the patio next to the to the, uh-huh. to the the lake or whatever and like everyone there all of us you know it was very quiet in the morning it was like it was like uh, 8 a.m in the morning something like that we all talk, talk, spoke so quietly it was, it was like this like very i mean it's gonna be louder on the video but <laughs> like like if you're sitting right here right now like you know like i'm not even talking that loud i'm, I'm pretty quiet right now and so I feel like everyone that was um, sitting there, like no matter, like the entire conversation, we were all talking quiet. You know, it was very like calm, uh, very soothing. And I feel like that's like for me so far, that's been the biggest takeaway, is really like the quietness and the mm-hmm. and the meekness. Is, and, uh, and so I, I mean, I really love it. What about, what about you, Mino? I think like how the monks, like <laughs> I'm sorry, the monks, like they they really do like. They welcome anyone in. They're very like warm-hearted too. Yeah. They're very nice to everyone, and they like it, back in our church. They don't let us like. They don't do chanters or other ranks, do the gospel and stuff. But here it's like anyone could serve in the altar and anyone could do anything. 
Yeah, well, I think that's just a that's like a numbers thing because oh, like we're mm-hmm. the only ones out there. Like someone yeah. else, someone's got to do it. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree with Mina. Like when you come here, everyone is like as if you've known them for like a hundred years. Yeah. yeah, you know, extremely nice to you, extremely welcoming. Like anything you need, you know, they give. So yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, like I remember uh, like this morning um, we were just about. Um, <laughs> I mean, the monks they were just so nice. They they really uh, they really took us in because it was like our first our first morning. Obviously, mm-hmm. you weren't awake. Uh, when it wasn't awake it was just it was, it was just five I mean, it's the first night it was just five of us and so I, right. we, we felt honestly kind of lost mm-hmm. uh sitting in the middle of a church and obviously the pacing is different everything is different yeah. about it and i mean they really they really like welcomed us it really made us feel like that like like we are part of this church yeah which is i mean it's true because we are we are we are all part of like mm-hmm. you know the coptic church and christ's body and so i feel like it was very it was very like um good of them and it was very um like Christian of them, like they really fulfilled that that uh, that aspect mm-hmm. of Christianity, like really welcoming, really loving, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, that's also another thing we can take away is like in our own churches when we see new people, it's always be welcoming, always be loving, because you never know what people have going on like behind the scenes, and you never know why people new people come to church. You know, it could be for a multitude of reasons, and so I feel like um, like the the biggest mm-hmm. thing that we can do is you know welcome people and love people. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I've, I've already learned so much, and I've only been here for a day, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, like anyone who gives their life to something is going to be an expert on that subject. So yeah. these guys who, however long they've been here, have been, you know, dedicating hours and a day for many months, many years, to, you know, to learning more about Christ, learning more about His teachings, and and I just feel like there's so much to learn for them because they uh, they strive and they do in every way to, you know like really represent Christ, be an icon of Christ, you know, really show us through their ways and how they act, you know, how to be like Christ. So just even if like, you know, Father Daniel came and he spoke and he gave us a great lecture and there's so much to learn, but even without him opening his mouth, I feel like there's so much to learn just watching yeah. them and seeing how they interact with each other and how like they talk to each other, how they treat each other as brothers, how they esteem each other and with respect and all those things, you know, even like at the bare minimum, that is like something that is so like beneficial for us to gain, you know, and look just just looking at them. Yeah, and like I noticed, like, um, like going back to the respect thing, like, like, like all the brothers and all the fathers, they're always like when they're walking around, like they have their heads down, like they right. are, they're looking down, they're not looking at anyone, and they 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 greet everyone, they treat everyone with respect, you know, they they really like the obedience that they show, mm-hmm. just not even they don't have to say anything, like they don't even have to like be told to do anything. It's just like the obedience that they portray just by like being, you know, just by looking at them. You can tell that, you know, they're very, very obedient and they're very right. humble. And uh, I mean, it was a big takeaway, especially like this morning. It does about how like Father Daniel, um, he's standing there and it's just, it, it's honestly just even looking at him is, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like an image of Christ, like really. Right. And so I, I feel like it's it, like, the, like the things that I've gotten away from just being here for a day, honestly. Is crazy, so yeah. yeah, yeah, and so uh, the first time you came, you said you were in middle school, right? right. Did you take Uncle Samir's old vans? Yeah, did you took, take- yeah, so if anyone who doesn't know, these were like old vans, like these were yeah. old uh, 15 passenger vans. We took them yeah, across the country, and they weren't nice, like y'all have here yeah. with like yeah, two yeah. seats and then like a separate seat, it was three mm-hmm. benches. Yeah, and uh, we actually took him from Atlanta, went to Dallas, so that's about 13, 12, 13 hours. Spent yeah. the night in Dallas, and then another eight hours down here. So, I mean, 
yeah that was <laughs> that was rough and actually i remember uh they like you know how like we stuffed the bags in the back yeah. they stuffed all the bags in the back and the door didn't <laughs> close all the way and it rained and <laughs> so we got to dallas and everyone's bags are wet and they're, <laughs> they're like we stayed in a church in dallas and <laughs> they're uh like the whole night they're trying to like dry their clothes and wash their clothes <laughs> and all that stuff yeah but i mean it, it was a blast actually we went to six flags on the way back up it was, it was yeah, the fun. six flags in like dallas yeah, yeah. dallas six flags yeah that's fun, that's fun. yeah oh you saw they opened up their new ride that to like uh take off all the track it retrack it that mm. to put back new tracks i think it was like l something el space something i don't know but who'd you go with on the yeah. trip like who, like who was there just was 40 everybody people, he's gonna start naming yeah, it was a lot of it was like it was everyone boys girls from sixth to eighth grade um, that's a massive trip so what like 40? It's a lot. Of I mean, this is like this is the first time, like obviously, uh, all of us in high school have been to the monastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, COVID stopped a lot of our trips and our, right. our like, conventions and stuff. Like, we haven't been to conventions since freshman year. Um, but like, I feel like now that like we're back into it, you know, like we're mm-hmm. back to that stuff. Like, I would definitely want to come here again. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the first time it's kind of shocking because it's like. You know, it just it feels it gets kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I I noticed like some of the guys here are like some of them are like pretty overwhelmed. Some of them are really really tired. I <laughs> yeah. mean, half of them are asleep right now. Um, yeah. And so I feel like I feel like maybe if we come again another time, it'll be like after we get like used to it, because like you know now we know what it's like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your, your first time with anything, uh, of course, is gonna be rough. But yeah, you're like you said, the more you do it, the more you, at least at least I don't know if you guys maybe you knew what to expect coming into yeah. this time like you might yeah, you might see a schedule on paper and be like okay this is gonna happen but the actual reality uh, well i mean the reality is, doesn't really match the schedule yeah like. exactly that but the actual reality of waking up and then taking a nap you know like whatever it might be uh you know is different. different yeah so once you've actually done that i feel like uh you know coming into it you'll know what to expect you know how to get the most out of it and things like that you know but i mean I, i've really enjoyed um like not just like the trip here, but also the car ride on the way. I mean, it, it was yeah. kind of annoying, but there were, I feel like like just like us singing like singing hymns in the car, like mm-hmm. for the majority of the time, other than the few, uh, you know, random instances where things were happening. But like, right. um, no, but like I feel like the the majority of the time, like I feel like um, especially for me personally, because just how much I'm invested into like hymnology and how much I mm-hmm. love it, I feel like it it's a different way of bonding, you know, yeah, between people it because you really do like feel a connection with someone else's like spirit when you're yeah. when you're singing hymns with them and you're when you're really like you know into it and you're really focused and i feel like on like on the car um even yeah. like just now right before we came here in the, in the rooms yeah you know? uh, yeah i agree i mean actually there's a there's a in our like in the morning mixology there's two verses and actually it happened to be like the wedding uh, like ceremony in the Catholic Church, the the gospel response for it. So it's those who, uh, whom the Holy Spirit has attuned together as a string instrument, always blessing God. Yeah, you know, and it's by psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, it's it's so clear and you can feel it. You can every time that you do it, you you feel like you're bonding and uh, mm-hmm. like like you said, you, like you feel yourself getting closer just by like singing and uh, whatever it might be. And honestly, I feel like that's the thing, not even just for, for like spiritual things. I feel like, you know, anyone who I guess has a music or whatever it might be, I feel like they feel that same bond through yeah. music or that same bond through anything that people like as a group enjoy together. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, um, 
like one of the really like unique things about the Catholic Church is the hymnology, is the music, right? Um, compared to you know all like other churches and other religions, and I feel like, um, like obviously it, it makes us unique, but it's also something that brings us all together. Mm-hmm. And you know, it like obviously like you know we're learning hymns here, um, right? And as we're sitting here, like, like learning them, like it, it's it's honestly it's really cool to you know learn something with all your friends you know, that you all share in common and that, you know, one day you are all going to be chanting together in a chorus. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly beautiful. I mean, even just practicing it, 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 it you still feel that connection. You still feel. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I miss that a lot about my friend group because, you know, like we opened like another church at St. Mark's and then a good number of them stayed at St. Mary's. So, you know, it's, it's very seldom that all of us get together and actually get to yeah. pray together. And, say, it, it, you know, so I miss that a lot. And I definitely felt that a lot growing up. Uh, you know, when I was your age and maybe a little bit uh, younger about us always getting together, especially in summer, you know, like when you're in summer, yeah, yeah. no one's in there. Camp, it's, yeah. it's your church, you know, and like, yeah, it is. you yeah. got to do whatever you want to do, high school church, yeah. you know, and like it, it, like it was, it was awesome memories and like, it just felt great. And it was something I always look forward to, especially in the summer or in uh, Sundays to, you know, do that. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like, like also like for me, cause obviously I go to St. Mary, most of the guys here, um, go to St. Mark mm-hmm. and like, as I went to St. Mark on Sunday and it it felt if it really did feel different it felt like it, it is kind of cool to you know really like lead with your friends you know course yeah. being a course with your friends um and it's something that i enjoy when i come when i come to st mm-hmm. mark you know the, the rare occasions that i do yeah being um, all your friends you know I, yeah it's yeah. i feel like it's a very very underestimated thing and i really enjoy it but yeah we'll yeah. keep those for uh, for for you for various times <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like I said it once, I'll say it again. Like, y'all know each other from church. Don't let church, like, be the only yeah, thing y'all don't do yeah, together. You, you say that a lot. You know, m- make time for it, uh, especially especially now when, when you guys are in college and high school and you, and you have the luxury and actually the currency of time that, you know, f- uh, like, schedules are flexible, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, make time for it for sure. So, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, you're, you're past college now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're a working individual, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'd like to learn a little bit, like how, like you struggled through college, like being caught the Christian, like what challenges did you face? Um, <laughs> like being, a, being a Coptic kid and I mean, you went to KSU, right? So, right, I went to KSU. being in, I mean, obviously you were still in your church, you know, your home mm-hmm. church. So, but like, what, what things did you, did you like deal with like on like a day to day basis? So, I mean, it's not as crazy as you think, like it's very expected what you're going to get into because the change from high school to college as far as what's going on around you or as far as people is not going to be that much of a difference but of course experiences you know things change but yeah. as far as these outside influences that you guys are experiencing in high school it's almost the same what you're experiencing in college right? as far as like let's say i'm the like the perspective of somebody who wants to keep you know the christian values mm-hmm. there's always these opposing forces middle school high school college right and you can yeah. attach to that being in, in, in high school so you know, as far as that aspect goes, um, that is something that I, I've been training for or training, quote unquote, for since high school is how to, you know, not cut myself off 100% from these people and not like say, well, let me see your like Coptic tattoo. Okay, I don't get, you know, yeah. to be like willing and accepting. And actually, the greatest thing about college is that you're not only seeing people from your like five miles square of high school, you're seeing people from the whole state, the whole whatever it might be. So you're seeing many perspectives perspectives of people and you're yeah. gaining from their perspectives and i think something uh, like real important for like young christians is to how to view other people's and respect other people's uh, perspective on life 
while acknowledging what the truth is. Okay, like I know what the truth is, and this person might have a different opinion or perspective than me. But how do I respect it? How do I how yeah. do I view it? You know, and it, it's very important to socialize, get involved, not just say, "Well, everyone in the world is like going to hell," but because I'm like a part of this uh, small like uh, community, like uh, I, you know, like it's very important to like immerse yourself and and be that light of the world that that Christ asks you to be. And like you said, like here in the monastery, we see all these monks and we learn from them just looking at them. Yeah. You know, who's to say that somebody cannot learn about any aspect of Christ that you're trying to represent, you know, from looking at you. Uh, I will say that the, the best thing uh, about being in college is, is you make your own schedule. Yeah. You have time. Like, like uh, there's like three stages of life. And uh, sorry to go on, but it's like when you're young, you have, uh, you have time and energy, but you don't have money. And then when you get a little bit older, you get money and energy, but you don't have time. Then when you retire, you have money and you have time, but you don't have the energy, yeah. right? So we're all, or, you know, I'm kind of phasing out of it. But like in college, I was in the uh, aspect of what I had was time. What I had was energy. I didn't have any money, but I had time and I had energy. So those were the things that I had to use to my advantage, you know? So being able to put my own schedule and being able to uh, kind of man up and like take ownership of it was a, was a big, uh, big thing for me, especially, uh, you know, like being able to schedule my uh, like classes around either church or sur anything it might be, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like I said earlier, like what's my end goal? My degree in computer science only will get me so far. It won't, it's not going to get me to have, it's not going to, you know, yeah, yeah. what's my end goal? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And just like, uh, just like what Father Dana told us earlier, like how, like his story and uh, how he got into the Catholic Church. Right. Um, the same way how he just, all he had to do was just look at a few friends mm -hmm. and uh, like it changed his life. And so I feel like, I feel like like in high school, it's, it's um, the challenges are, are weird because it's kind of like, because every, everyone you're around is like so close. I mean, they, you, you've been in school with them for, right. forever. You see them from like yeah. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Exactly. You know? So there, it's, it's, I feel like, you know, I talked about this in the last episode as well. It's really hard. And in the first one too, um, it's it's really hard um, for me from a personal standpoint to like uh, to like s to spread my faith really, and mm -hmm. like I don't know if, if one can, can relate to this or not, but like I feel like I feel like a lot of times like um, like throughout the day that there are times where like people will ask me about certain things, mm -hmm. certain like oh why are you doing this why are you doing that, and I'm almost yeah. like ashamed to answer right uh you weren't here this morning uh when we were talking about this but george was talking about um like the uh, you mm -hmm. know i guess the last podcast he was talking about we were talking outside earlier in this morning in our conversation about how like when his friends asked him like what he's doing for spring break he said texas mm -hmm. he's going to texas and they're like why are you going to texas and yeah um and he was he he like didn't even want to like say yeah you know his response was like it's not like everyone's like version of fun like he didn't even like exactly. respond to like yeah. what it is and so I feel like like I like my I myself find my like I find myself doing that as well mm -hmm. um, I don't know one if you do or not personally I think I would just <clears throat> I would, <laughs> you good man yeah I would I don't think I would be ashamed to answer I think I'd just be after explaining myself i'll be overwhelmed with questions and yeah, stuff like yeah, that i'm definitely and then i don't know how to answer them yeah i think it's the biggest thing is uh the questions that come out of it like some people ask i mean like i heard, I heard something from uh from apologetic apologeticist apologetic thing 
a, a dude that know. does apologetics. Um, sure. I don't know what his what is like the title of that is, mm-hmm. but uh, his name is Ravi Zacharias. He's like a really like famous dude, and he says, you know, um, in one of his books that I read, uh, mm-hmm. I'll put a picture of it here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put a picture of it here. Um, he says, uh, like every question has like a questioner behind it questionnaire you said like a questionnaire like every single every question that is asked has someone questions. behind it uh-huh. no like the per- there's a person behind it asking the questions of course uh-huh. and so you have to understand the motive of that person like asking right. the question before you can answer mm-hmm. and so i feel like i feel like a lot of times i, I try to i try to like discern if this person is asking because they want to learn mm-hmm. or if they want to challenge or if they just like uh, they just are asking just just to, just to ask right and i feel like it's very sometimes there's a very thin line, very fine line, mm-hmm. um, like in between, you know, like those types of motives, and you know, it's it's very hard to you know to try to explain something to someone that's just trying to start like that's just trying to trying to like start an argument or trying to right. just just talk to talk, and it, it I feel like I feel like it it somewhat discourages me to even you know like share my faith and share you know what I believe in, even though it is honestly it is such a big part of my life it is mm-hmm. like like church is like the thing in my life you know right yeah um it's not school it's not you know sports or anything it's no, it is I, I think we made this podcast to answer those questions yeah i think i think that's that's right. one of the it's driving like, forces yeah. obviously this podcast was supposed to be fun it's supposed to be about you know like day-to-day topics but mm-hmm. you know i mean when we were talking about this like we were thinking about having like once every six weeks like a podcast dedicated to mm-hmm. the Coptic church and this is probably gonna be the one for the for the six yeah. weeks right um, just because I feel like for me, because of how important church is to me, mm-hmm. it would be, it's a disservice and it's, it's not right for me not to share it. Right. And I feel like this is the easiest avenue. Um, yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point, you know, what is the motive of the person asking yeah. me that question? Like, like you said, if there's somebody who's just looking for an argument, like, okay, whatever, brush them off. And like, like you said about George saying like, Hey, I'm going to text, you know, the exact same thing happened to me. Cause when I was in junior or senior, or whatever, in uh, high school, I went. Uh, for yeah. my spring break i went to texas and i came here for texas uh for spring break and somebody asked me hey what are you doing in texas so i'm like i'm visiting friends <laughs> what are you doing with your friends hey <laughs> you know like yeah. you just don't care to answer but you have to remember like like what did christ say right he said let your light so shine before men mm-hmm. so he said not flash your light in somebody's face not shove it down their throat yeah. he said a city that set it on a hill cannot be yeah. hidden right mm-hmm. so when somebody comes and their motive is to ask you this question and they have a genuine motive, you're not doing anything, right? You were there. You cannot, what your light is, which is Christ, cannot be hidden or should not be hidden from your answer. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, like you, you said, like, hey, I feel like this podcast is a great avenue uh, to answer these questions, which is correct because a lot of people's questions can be answered in one sentence. I don't know they can. You know, a lot of people's questions can't be answered in one day. Like, it's, it, it, and that's that's a good also answer to their questions is hey like i'd love to answer your question maybe here's like a short answer but there's so much more behind it you know and like you said it's all about who's asking the question and what their intent is so i feel like like that's like the beauty of the coptic church is the the complexity and the simplicity at the same time correct you know it's very complex but it's also very simple Mm -hmm. and i feel like again like come back to like just being on this trip at the monastery i feel like um like being here a lot of it is um very very like they very live a very simplistic life but mm-hmm. at the same time it is so complex right like obviously when uh father father daniel was talking to us today like 
some of the, like the stuff he was saying was like blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of the like just the vocabulary he used, honestly, right. and his sentence structure just blew my mind. But um, and the stuff he was saying, and and then at the same time, you know, he's coming to church, living a very simple life. Yeah, you know, one thing I would say is not it's not maybe complicated is not a, a excellent word. Yeah, the the topics he's studying, which is which is God, which is unlimited, is is very intricate, but yeah, it's demanding. I'd say yeah, it is. You demanding. know, it's not a very complicated um um uh, thought process or like kind of like idea of christ but it's demanding to live this christian life oh no it that's is. a very demanding life so yeah, go, ahead. No, no, go ahead uh so yeah so it's like uh, uh like i was saying it's a, it's a very demanding uh, um lifestyle so you know i don't know i forgot i was going we're gonna have to cut this out <laughs> uh no it's fine um, uh yeah so so mina so you came you've came here you know multiple times um, Many your times. Friends. Have you ever came alone? Uh, I came once with my dad, so basically alone. Basically so, alone. Yeah, I came once. Did you guys sleep in the rooms we were sleeping in? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you guys find any bugs or anything? <laughs> no, no, no. By the way, these there was much worse before. Like really? the car it used to be it used to be carpet on the floor, like old carpet, and then just four mattresses on the floor, like twin mattresses <laughs> on the floor pushed together. So like you're one mega bed, just like. <laughs> see, see, so th- that's why they have us uh, building beds. That's why. Uh, you know like last time i came was like maybe five six years ago and they were still remodeling so i don't know what they've been remodeling and actually they opened a new building yeah they're they're, that's why the the guy was there in the morning because um they're building like a new area on top of the church no i mean because if you think about it you know the monks this this has been open since 2005 right maybe before yeah or something something around then Mm -hmm. and uh this monster's been open for a while and, and the monks are doing manual labor, you know, six hours a day. So there yeah. has to be renovations. There has to be additions all the time because yeah. they have they have to do something, right? Maybe we should talk about, you know, what a monk is or oh, what, yeah. you know, what a one. monastery is or what. Thank, um, thank you. <laughs> I completely yeah. forgot about that. Uh, yeah, you know, Mona, you want to you answer one of these questions? Habibi, you want to answer one of these questions? Oh. Um. Like, like what, okay, is, yeah, what is um, a monastery? A monk, a monk is... Or what is a monk? No, no. Yeah, what is a monk? A monk is basically someone who dedicates their life to God. He doesn't. He doesn't want much out of like. He doesn't want the best stuff. He doesn't need the best stuff. He just dedicates his life. Yeah. So, uh, I'll give a little background. So this guy, uh, I forget what time was. Uh, I think maybe three, four hundred A.D. Yeah. Named Anthony, and he was actually oh, yeah, Saint Anthony. He was a he was a Coptic Christian living in Egypt at the time. And he walks into church in the middle of uh, liturgy during the gospel, and he hears the deacon read in the gospel and says, um, "Sell what you have, sell what you have, give to the poor, whatever, whatever." So, uh, and he turns around, he sells everything that he has, he gives to the poor, and he just goes and he lives uh, in the desert um, for, for, um, for the like for the remainder of his life. <clears throat> so this guy um, actually. So there's many monsters, so that's not just like a Coptic thing. It's not even just an Orthodox thing. Maybe you've heard about like Catholic monks or all this stuff. So we call Anthony the light of monasticism or the father of monasticism. Yeah. So St. Anthony the Great, um, they call him, was the first person to leave. So there's actually, so there's many different like uh, renditions of monasteries. So some monks um, kind of like how here they live by the, like in community uh, and they don't really leave the monastery uh ever some uh monks decide hey like we're gonna live communally but we're gonna serve the community around us we're yeah. gonna leave continue we're gonna yeah, serve there's the a few of those in egypt like right uh, 
Mm -hmm. um, there's like one in Zaytun that's like that. And yeah, so yeah. some like so there's different, but this is the main one. So I would say 99 percent of like yeah. types of monasticism or types of monasteries so like are, the, the are the ones in, like this, right? The gated so, monasteries. Exactly. So like if I were to say or explain this to somebody who has no idea what we're talking about, what the word, or never heard the word monastery, never heard the word monk, maybe has no idea of anything. Think of this as like the NBA bubble. Okay. So think of this <laughs> as like, I'm, uh, I don't want to say LeBron James because whatever, but let's say whatever. I'm, uh, the Suns make it to the bubble. I don't think yes. they the, Suns the Celtics the did. So, okay. I, I'm what, Jason Tatum? Jason I'm Jason Tatum. Tatum okay. Um, and I'm on the Celtics. And for whatever reason, I can't, what, for the bubble is COVID. So I cannot focus or I cannot do basketball outside of this bubble. So I'm yes. going to get together with everyone who's like minded like me or everyone who loves basketball like me and wants just to focus on basketball for X amount of time. And I'm going to go to the bubble and I'm going to focus just on basketball. Yeah. Okay. So, Coming back to, you know, the church aspect or a Christian aspect, these are men. Uh, there's men, monasteries, and then women have their own. Uh, so it's separate. Um, men who are like-minded and said, I want to focus solely on following Christ and learning Christ. And there's uh, there's different uh, reasons that people come, you know, some out of humility who say, I'm such a sinner that the only way I can really feel like I'm like content in my salvation is yeah. if I were to join this monastery and up, and repent 24 7 mm -hmm. you know and there's so many verses supporting things like this and there's uh you know uh, a lot of things that they kind of really keep on their heart like paul said pray without ceasing so they try to you know pray without ceasing so like the whole idea of this is not like a foreign concept of just focusing and sitting and like kind of like same thing like moving away for college all, all those things like there's a goal at hand yeah, I'm going to move and I'm going to focus on it and I'm going to remove as much distractions as I can. So these guys are a bunch of men who wanted to move here and focus solely on what's to come. Yes. The future, getting to heaven. And they do that together. And, you know, a lot of manual labor, that is like a part of, of life, right? Work, not just manual labor. Work is a part of life. Everyone has a job. Everyone must work all these yeah. things to, you know keep them uh motivated and keep them uh their eye on the prize yeah i mean i mean god created us to work you know he gave adam and eve right. work to do exactly he told them um, hey manage the garden yeah yeah uh so thank you mina for this uh, <laughs> sure. I, th I think we're going to end it there because sure. Muna is about to start snoring yeah. um he's, he's tired I need, a, and, I need to rest my voice yeah, yeah. And, uh, everyone else is tired we got to be up at four in the morning so right. thank you for uh watching this and if you learned something uh thank you mina obviously for sure. all your explanations and being on here i'd love being i appreciate here, yeah. it and thank you for setting up again <laughs> sure. uh with jj thank you jj for being behind the camera and jacob wherever you went um so yeah uh so if you watch this far uh you know subscribe leave a comment uh and a like and uh, if you want to see more videos like this you know let us know there's obviously a form in the description if you want to be featured and one that has finally not interrupted me on the on the ending of a video. Uh, this video will not be uploaded at four a.m. again. Yeah, yeah, I, I will not make that mistake again. We're gonna, we're gonna upload it at uh, at at a better time, uh, so that we can get better YouTube algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so thank you guys for watching, and uh, sure. see you guys later.